1: I I was flipping channels and I saw it and it was pretty funny. It was her and some guy and they just kept saying, I don't know, is this too good to be true? Is it is it too good to be true? I don't know. Do what do you think? Is it too good to be true?
2: Baller Lifestyle podcast from the ballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner, at Brian Beckner on Twitter. Stoked you're here. Stoked you could join us. Episode 29. Eric Dickerson. Who's your favorite 29? Mine's Eric Dickerson. Uh, Today on the show, well, a couple things. There's a new mailbag on the site. I talked about this last week. It's fucking genius. Our new segment on the show that we've been doing how fucking old is this guy is sweeping the nation and we had some great submissions for how fucking old is this guy including commandant Lasard from the police academy movies which got me back into the police academy movies and it's always weird how like those things sort of jump out at you as i was like answering the mailbag. Ed always answers it first and then kicks it to me. Ed, co-host Ed Daly, is a... He's much more uh, ambitious than I am. He really gets after it. So he sends me the mailbag, and then I'm like, oh, fucking George Gaines, Commandant Lassard. how old is that guy? I look up, and I'm watching IFC, and Police Academy 4 is on TV. So Command-La- Commandant Lessard, still alive. Unbelievably. And if you want to know how old he is, go to theballerlifestyle.com because in the mailbag, we, we were questioned as to his age, and he's still around, shockingly. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk some sports. Akeeb Talib is that a guy? I believe that's a guy. He plays on the Broncos. He may or may not have been arrested in the city of Dallas. We'll talk about Australia. Are you guys familiar at all with Australia? Because I have some experience with Australians. And they're pretty much, they're very wild, untamed, out of control. Like, not really, they're, they're fearful. If you want to, if you want to use a word to describe them. And in case you didn't think that was true, we'll talk about a a rugby player that got cut from his team for urinating which, like, why would he get cut for that? It was where he urinated that was the problem. And we'll talk about that later. And then there's a drug kingpin in Mexico. I mean, there's probably five million drug kingpins in Mexico. But there's one in particular that recently was nabbed, and he was nabbed in just about the saddest place ever. And a place... You would not expect a wealthy guy or anybody with any self-respect to be. And then more non-sports topics. There's a guy, and I've been accused of this. There's a guy, a Croatian dude, that he can just look at you and make your life better. We're going to talk about him. And this, I feel like this is going to be a big deal for the show, for the listeners of the show. And we've talked about this a lot on the show, actually. We talk about masturbation on the show quite a bit, unfortunately or fortunately. It's something we know about as guys. There's a new – and we've talked about this a lot. Do we need new methods of masturbation? Well, there's a new way you can have sex with your iPad, and I know all of you guys have been waiting for this. So we're going to talk about it later. And, of course – Last segment of the show, everybody's favorite segment of the show, episode 29, Fancy Pop. Fancy's got all sorts of stories today. Uh, Shia LaBeouf lost his mind, guy who Ed goes and sees the movies of. Uh, Rob Kardashian, who's a favorite of Fancy Sauce, has he's got some problems. And The View, I know you guys all watch The View. The View had some really stupid people as its hosts, its panel, and it fired those stupid people. So some they're looking for more stupid people to host The View. And I, like, I'll play dumb. That job pays like $3 million a year. So I want in. I would like to be on The View. Also, of course, The Bachelorette. We'll talk The Bachelorette. Uh, joining me now, guy who has been known to go see a Shia LaBeouf movie in the theater, he's the – he's known to be a sandwich. He lives in Hoboken, New Jersey. Of
1: course I'm talking about
2: Ed Daly. Ed, how the fuck are you?
1: Wow. Tarnished legacy right there. Shia LaBeouf watcher. Well, you you did say last
2: week that you you went and saw the first Transformers in the theater, Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I regretted it like four minutes into it, Good. and I didn't wow. even like Transformers when no. I was a kid. I'm no. not sure what I was doing. They, I think, uh, they were a little after. They were a little after our time. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit about it, and I, it, I think it was pre-kids, and so it was like, fuck it, or maybe it was when I had a kid at home and I just yes. wanted to get out of the house. Yes. One of those things, yes. but yeah, In- inexplicable. Uh, first of all, I want to say. Good job by us because we had an interview last week. Ed, you
2: fucking nailed that thing. You went out, you made an interview happen. It was
1: amazing. Tell me what what's up with you and Ted Alexandro. All right, so Ted comes on our show, it posts on Wednesday night, and he needs like nine thousand dollars out of fifty on his Kickstarter. I recall this. And we asked our listeners. Because our listeners are loyal folk, we asked them to help contribute, and Ted blew it out of the water. That the Teachers Lounge show clearly fulfilled their Kickstarter goal. First episode went out last week. Funny episode with Jim Gaffigan. It was great. Like we we did it. I watched it. It
2: was amazing. It was great. But let's be honest. That's absolutely the truth. What happened was Ted Alexandro the great touring national headlining comedian Ted Alexandro comes on our show interviewed by you genius interview comes on. We post the show. He's 10 grand away from making his Kickstarter money to, to pay for the show that he's made. And all of a sudden we put the show on the internet. Boom. Our listeners go online you guys all contributed. You guys all made it happen for our men, T- our man Ted Alexandro. Super stoked for us, me and you, Ed. Good job Mark, by us.
1: We're we're dream makers. We
2: are. That's that's true. We make dreams come true. Outstanding for us.
1: Yeah. Um, so I wanted to to bring up my weekend. Mm. And it's a it's a it's a good question I'm gonna ask.
2: Tell you. me about your weekend, Ed.
1: All right, so, so I went out with steaks with a buddy in the city. It was one of those things like, all right, let's get out for steaks. Peter Luger's? Yeah. You and did go to Peter, Peter Luger's? It, it, I, I've, I've done a lot of Luger's trips. This wasn't Luger's. It, oh. Luger's is in Brooklyn. Whatever. You don't need to know. But I went to a good steak. Yes, I've, well, hold on. I've never been to Peter Luger's.
2: Is it the best no. steak?
1: It's all that in a bag of chips. It's
2: as good as advertised?
1: It's phenomenal. Okay. Every time I, I, I tell myself, Maybe I'm hyping this up too much and no. It's, it's, it's that it's, good. It's, it's that good.
2: Okay, go on, tell your story.
1: So I went for steaks and when you get to many restaurants, you're told just wait by the bar, we're getting your table ready, something like that. Yes. And unfortunately for us, the bar was the meeting place for some sort of Purdue University hoops fundraiser. Oh my god. When you're in New York, I mean that's that's why it's such a weird but great place there are fundraisers, there are things going on for all regions of the country because New York is New York. So there were just a ton of Purdue people at the bar wearing name tags. And, like, the football coach, the basketball coach, Gene Cady was there. Shut the fuck up. Brian Cardinal. And, like, at one point somebody said, do you want your your, uh, picture with Coach – hazel or hazel like the the football coach and i was like no i'm I'm all good like i'm i'm fine i don't i don't need that picture um
2: drew Drew Brees was there
1: drew Brees was not Uh, but but there were a lot of tall guys jim Jim everett i I, (laughs) was he a purdue guy yes that's right he was a boilermaker yeah but um i i bring it up because a buddy of mine has been saying this for years and i i after seeing the clientele there, because you you got you got the athletes, and there were other random basketball players. I just noticed the name tag of Brian Cardinal, but overall, it was a lot of Purdue people. And yeah. he, oh, my buddy would always say that's the the number one on the least uh, desirable BCS schools. Oh yeah, to attend, and I. I can't say I disagree, especially it's, after seeing that crew. Well, it's an engineering school, Ed. In the middle of Indiana, I mean, there's yes. there's what, what they had—the Drew Brees years and Big Dog Robinson years. Yes, but overall, they haven't had shit, right? And it's in the middle. It's what Lafayette, Indiana. The talent is is poor from that fundraiser. A lot of mom haircuts, even when they're when they're 19 years old, kind of thing.
2: It's a midwestern engineering school, of course. There's not going to, and so you got to be smart to go there. And let's be honest, like there's not that many smart hot (laughs) chicks, right?
1: Yeah. So, so I I would say to the listeners, please submit. Is there a worse BCS uh, school? Is there a worse, you know, Big Five conference school? That's a great, great, great. To attend, question. to like to attend w- for fun, and you know whether it's sports, women, or the whole the whole package is that the worst place to attend?
2: Yeah, it yeah that is a that is a great 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 question. And let's let's get some submissions on that. Hit us on Twitter or hit us at mailbag at the dot because I don't like off the top of my head probably I, the worst. I can't really think of anywhere worse than like even IU. The, yeah. That's their, like journalism like they would get hotter women to IU than they would Purdue. There's
1: something to something to every school. I just yeah. don't think there's something to Purdue.
2: Maybe Michigan state. I don't know. Like people reach out. We we have listeners that have gone everywhere. But this.
1: Mi- Michigan state has been to like nine final fours in the last 15 years. At, At least, least you have that.
2: You have something. Okay. So it's not it's not strictly pussy punch.
1: I'm saying everything. Okay. Every.
2: All right. Yeah. 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 Purdue would be yeah pretty close like Northwestern. That's at least that's in Chicago. I, yeah. Reach out to us. That that is a good topic that we can discuss in the mailbag. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com. Worst BCS schools.
1: All right. So Brian, tell me how was your weekend? Because I seem to recall a disturbing picture. I think while I was at the steakhouse, disturbing. <laughs> it appeared you and uh, a certain a certain uh, lady friend. Yes, we're are si- dining side by side.
2: Oh, you love that. You, know, I don't. Yeah, I texted you because yeah. you're one of these guys. You have a major issue with couples. Major issue. Couples. That like to sit side by side, and I'll tell you what me—I I think, think everyone, everyone
1: has a major issue. I
2: don't think so. Me, I definitely don't have an issue. Me and my beautiful girlfriend Kate, we always sit side by side. And Ugh. if we're seated at a table at a two-top where we're across from each other, we immediately—we don't even sit down. We point to that table and say that table will not work for us. We need a booth. We need to be seated Not. side by side. Or give us a foretop where we can sit at an angle next to each other where we can be loving. We can hold hands. We can be close. Hold hands. Yeah, we hold hands. Who wants to hold hands? Oh, we hold hands. We hold hands. We oh, touch legs. We do things. So, this, w- yes, Ed, I texted you from a restaurant where me and my beautiful girlfriend kate were having dinner we had had a nice dinner we had cocktails we had duck we had all sorts of great food and yes we were sitting side by side and that was one of many meals that we shared side by side this weekend and we see we went to palm springs this weekend Ed, which is big, a nice big time yeah it's a nice little weekend get away from where i live and Put,
1: putting the baller in baller it, lifestyle. It's
2: pretty baller, yeah. Uh, we had a sexy little weekend getaway. Uh, me and my beautiful girlfriend Kate, aka Cato, aka Fancy Sauce, aka Fancy, aka the sauce. Um, but I, here, here's the thing. Here's what struck me. I mean, to me, sitting side by side is no big deal because that's what we do. We, and terrible, terrible
1: deal. In terrible. fact,
2: I had to change a reservation because I they called to confirm the reservation. And I said, "Hey, are we sitting side by side?" And they're what? like, "Actually, no, you're not." And I go, "You know what? I I need a different reservation. I'm I might have to go to a different
1: restaurant. You're gonna have to fix this." And they did it. They, why? I, I can't. Tell me why is is she giving you a hand job? No, like please, what, what? could Ed, be the reason? Ed, Ed, don't be so crass. Don't be such a crass <laughs> person. Uh, we,
2: you know, we're we're in love. We're lovers. Uh, so. But this isn't. This isn't. We're digressing here because I, I, there's a point to be made here. Okay, okay, all right. We stayed at a you know like a boutique hotel. It's a nice hotel, but it's a, it's not a kid friendly hotel. And as a parent, I I recognize the difference between a kid friendly hotel and a non kid friendly hotel. And when I have my kids, I don't drag my kids to a place where I know there's not going to be other kids. Like that's something you need to know as a parent. You don't ruin people's good time with your children if you don't
1: have to. That, that's an important rule of parenting.
2: Very nobody,
1: awesome. nobody gives a shit about your kids unless they're trying to pair them up with your kids. Yes, pair their kids up with your
2: kids. So there, there was that going on. People had their children there, and when they, when they certainly should not have had their children there. Uh, but gets worse. That's not the biggest point. That's just a public service announcement. Listen up, people. Don't bring your children to places where other people aren't going to bring children. Like have a good sense of the locale. Get an idea. Is this – you do that with a restaurant. You go, hey, I'm going to want to have dinner at this place. Got to go early because we have the kids. Let's make sure it's a place that people bring kids. Is it a kid-friendly place? Don't be afraid to make a call. That's not the point. There's something else happening out there, and this is – anybody that's been to Vegas, anybody that's been to any resort – Ed, I know you're a world traveler. You've been around. You've been to Miami. You've been overseas. You've been to lots of places, and this happens at hotel pools everywhere. And I'm talking about the chair-saving epidemic. It is the chair what? The chair-saving epidemic. Oh, no. It is out of control. Here's what happens. You know, you're, you're in a sunny place. You want to get a good spot near the pool. You're going to post up at the pool. You're going to have some drinks. And what happens is you get a group of people, and somebody elects someone to pop up bright and early, 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m., to run down there to pool to the pool and throw a bunch of loose items, drop some flip-flops, maybe a hat, a magazine uh. Uh, to mark out a chair. I was at a I was at a boutique hotel, hotel in Palm Springs. I got up maybe at like I don't know eight thirty. It wasn't like late, but it wasn't early either. I go out there to the pool to get a cup of coffee. My beautiful girlfriend's still resting her eyes; she's taking her time waking up. And I go, you know, I'm gonna go. See what the day is like. I go out there to the pool, and the whole there's no one at the pool, but every chair is staked out, including I came to find out there was a bunch of broads out there that it turned out were acquaintances of our mutual friend Danny Torrance. That had, oh yes, this is I <laughs> realized via communication with her later. They had come down to the pool early and staked out spots Uh, with non-hotel-issued pool towels. Come on! Yes! Towels from home, Ed! Home towels! This,
1: this This is ghetto behavior.
2: This is ghetto behavior! That's exactly right. I tweeted the hotels exactly that. This is ghetto. Not okay. I cry foul that we need to come together as a nation and discuss the Chair-saving epidemic we have. There's only a finite number of chairs that we have as a country to use near pools. And we just can't go down there first thing in the morning and save them all with an errant flip-flop here and there. There needs to be a rule to how we do this. There needs to be a human being there. I need answers. And this is something that can be brought to us in the Baller Lifestyle Mailbag because I don't – anybody that's been to Vegas, Vegas is by far the worst place for this. Well, Vegas is the worst place, period.
1: Right. But there's it, there's some fun to be had, but it's also it, – it brings out the absolute worst it, in America. It's true. It's
2: quick yeah. fun. You cannot stay there very long. Uh, the first
1: night is always the best, the, and then every night, night is, is
2: dramatically worse. It just gets sadder and sadder the longer you stay. And anybody that's been to the pool scene in Vegas, it is a free-for-all. It's a fucking shit show, clusterfuck. Get in a chair. A lot of times they sell the fucking chairs. Fifty bucks if you want a chair by the pool. Terrible. bullshit. We need to get together. Like, I've always said this. Like, when I become the king, hopefully soon, first thing I do is I get – All of our top scientists. I get them off that stupid cancer research. I take them away from AIDS. We've already cured AIDS. I bring all of our top scientists together. And I get them to to solve the number one problem plaguing our country. And of course that's banana strings. (laughs) I am so sick. And don't tell me to peel it the opposite way. That's how I peel it. I peel it from the bottom. I still get strings on my bananas. I can't understand how i can go to a farmer's market you know what i bought last weekend
1: what
2: nectarangos it's a nectarine merged with a mango you don't have to peel
1: it you're, you're trying too hard when you're merging fruits the point trying is that hard. may be
2: true that may or not we we have pluots now we have apriums we cannot engineer a fucking banana that doesn't have strings the strings are disgusting they ruined the this. banana
1: you're you're a, a peel from the the bottom guy of course i did that for a couple of years you peel from the bottom but it, but it didn't improve the experience it doesn't so i just does. went back to the Mowgli from yes. uh jungle book i went back to the top because the yes. strings weren't disappearing there was no there was no change in my lifestyle so no. i went back to the top so yes. i am a Back, back to the top guy. You know, sometimes I've switched s- twice.
2: Sometimes I do is I just grab the banana, I cut both ends off with a knife, and I peel it. Ah. You know what? You still get strings. Right,
1: right. That's a that's a fuck the both of you uh,
2: approach. That's right. That's absolutely right. So number one problem plaguing this nation, of course, <laughs> banana strings. When I'm the king, we get all the top scientists together. We work out this banana string problem. Number two, we need a national summit on pool chair saving etiquette it's high time we solve this problem that's plaguing our country and if you give me your pool chair saving stories mailbag at the dot because this is this is a problem and i am going to orchestrate a summit to solve this problem ed you with me
1: let's do it let's ed, do it
2: ed this is a sports talk show what's going on in the world of sports
1: we got we got some good quick hitters here. First of all, Let's do it. Da- Dallas Police Department incorrectly reported Broncos cornerback Akib Talib was arrested in Dallas overnight for public intoxication. Dallas Police initially tweeted Akib Talib was taken into custody and uh, and he was arrested at 1:45 local time after being escorted out of Club Sin. <laughs> Now, if you're going to club sin, bad things are going to happen. Of course. Hours later, the Dallas PD sent out a corrected tweet stating his brother, Yaqib Talib, was actually the one arrested. Before we talk about the incompetence of the Dallas Police Department, should we figure out what was going on in the Talib household that they named their sons Akib <laughs> and Yaqib? Do we? <laughs> Seriously, like, What?
2: You need an A-Keeve and a and a keeve
1: Right. That would be like if, if if your mom named you Brian and then had your brother with Brian with a Y. Right. That's exactly right. I'll right. tell you, I,
2: I have some personal experience with this, Ed. And I don't like to get too behind the scenes on what's going on in my life. Like, I'm a nationally syndicated radio host. <laughs> I let my national – my – radio, my media persona speak for me. Nobody needs to know what's going on with me personally. But I'll tell you this. I, I'm a father, Ed. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a divorced guy. I'm not sure if anybody knows this. I'm a single guy in a relationship. But I used to be married. And when I was married, I had children. I had two beautiful children that I love very much. One of whom is a boy it has got a perfectly normal name. The second one, girl, also has a normal name. It just so happens that her name rhymes with my name. And their names are very similar. And it's a lot of you say her name and I hear my name. And I'm not saying it's a lot of that. I'm saying it's every fucking minute that happens. And it's really Fucking annoying, and I protested it when it happened, and I didn't. I didn't stand up for myself. I wasn't a man in that situation. I'll admit that. And now I have a child whose name rhymes with mine. So every time someone says that child's name, I think they're calling to me. Right, and it's and it's, it's annoying. And now you got Akib Yakeeb. Like what? <laughs> you? I mean, Akib Yakeeb is Akib.
1: I get there, there's some sort of religious Doesn't or matter. ethnic reason for it. Doesn't matter. But but my god. Akib Yaqib. Akib and Yaqib. Now you are hitting the bingo of weird names. Also,
2: Aqib, Yaqib, Talib.
1: Yeah. I mean, Come on. <laughs> so, pump, so. pump the brakes on trying to be original.
2: Yeah. That's like you having a brother called Yed. Eddie, Ed, Yed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly you know brian and and, and i feel your pain because my dad's name was of course of course he was ed and my grandfather's name was, both grandfather's names was ed
2: because you're the only person since 1957 to be called ed
1: exactly and then there was talk in my family like are you going to name one of your sons edward and i was like you you better fucking believe this name dies with me there's no (laughs) way that name is continuing yeah I, so i don't right. know like, i don't need my kids to aspire to be a mechanic with the name ed also
2: do you think that the uh that that roger goodell was like pumping his fist that it wasn't actually it wasn't yet another nfl player being arrested
1: but it was just his brother <laughs> right yeah the, the big deep sigh of relief yeah,
2: it's like so right. close
1: but anyway, yeah, uh, apparently Akib was asleep, so there was a non-story from an NFL perspective.
2: <laughs> also, I uh, like Dallas PD, like, peacocking it, like, hey, we got one. We got an right. NFL guy. We arrested an NFL guy here. Oh, yeah. sorry. Why do you need to tweet out arrests? Who's that benefiting? Also, like, Akib Talib. Like, I fucking never heard of the guy.
1: No, he was, he was actually a, like, a high first-round draft pick. He's a defensive back. Yeah, D back, and then he went to the he was he was on the Bucks, and I think he was a guy who got in trouble with the law. Oh yeah, did one year with the Pats, and then signed a big deal with the Broncos. Right, and right. so I think that was the buzz that he was a guy who got in on the wrong side of the law, and so the Dallas PD was just all too proud of derailing his career. Got a
2: keep to leave over here because you know they're all football fans.
1: Exactly, but yeah. anyway. You know, the, the the important thing in this story is the Tlaib family has some serious naming issues. Okay, well,
2: the thoughts and prayers to the Tlaib family. I mean, I just feel like they might need our help. They named their kids Akib and Yaqib. And right. what else is going on? Everybody knows this is a sports talk show. This is where people come to get their sports information. Right. What else has happened in the world of sports?
1: Australian rugby team, the Cronulla Sharks. Stop it. Hey, listen, they're trying their best. They they released one of their players today after a photo surfaced that appears to show him pissing in his own mouth. The player, Todd Carney, was also released by another team, the Canberra Raiders, in 2008 for allegedly pissing on someone's head at a club. Apparently, this is not an issue relegated to Carney. As Vice reported a few days ago, the practice of pissing in your own mouth is huge in Australia. It even has a name bubbling. Oh, Brian, God. the word on the street is you have, I would say, an intimate knowledge of Australians. That's true. What the fuck is going on in the land down under?
2: I do, I do not know. I, this is craziness. But let's be honest. Australian people... Virile. they're untamed it's a, it's a, they're they're a prison colony right, right? it's a they're... colony of prisoners they don't like you bringing that up apparently what what, what? <laughs> is anybody shocked that an australian would urinate in its own mouth uh i don't i mean it's not it's not my thought me. is
1: maybe they're just trying to get the taste of vegemite out of their uh, mouth uh, 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 uh,
2: uh. I I happen to be familiar with Vegemite. Ed. I have Vegemite here in my kitchen. Awful! <laughs> it's not it is very... awful. Somebody I posted a picture of Vegemite to my um uh, to my Instagram like a year ago, or maybe longer. And somebody just recently com- commented. Someone I didn't know, some random, commented on my Vegemite picture, going. Hey, just so you know, that's that's MSG. There's MSG in, in Vegemite. Nah. I'm like, I don't fucking, like, thanks.
1: That's, that's about number 24 on the list of concerns about re- Vegemite. Yes.
2: Yeah, Aussies are feral. They're a, they're a wild people. They're, not, they, they're untamed. They're very much like, you know, it's an unsettled place. It's the outback. They're uncivilized, and, of course, they would urinate in their own mouths. Not a surprise. Not one single thing about that surprises me. That an Aussie rugger. Also, I like that he he was both a member of the Cronulla Sharks. And, and what was the other team?
1: The Canberra... The
2: Canberra
1: Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Of course he was the Raiders. Yeah,
2: Canberra and Cronulla. Yeah. Well, I just hope... To- and also... I feel like this isn't a fireable offense on an Aussie-rugger team. Like, I feel like they're all pissing. I feel like they're pissing each other's mouths. No? You're right.
1: It seems to be a thing that's taking the nation by storm. Yeah, bubbling. Sp- speaking of feral countries, yes. Mexico. Oh, yeah. Last Monday, Mexicans everywhere were wildly celebrating some bullshit victory over some Eastern European country in the World Cup. One such man, Fernando Sanchez Arellano, was wearing an official Mexico team jersey with two Mexican flags painted on his face, El and tree. was dining. Yeah, was dining with his wife at Carl's Junior. Dining in in a, in a middle class suburb of Tijuana when he was arrested by a Mexican SWAT team. As it turns out, besides being a face painter. Ariano was also the final link to one of the most famous Mexican drug cartels from the 80s and 90s. Brian, when you have a 30 million peso, or two and a half million dollar price tag on your head, do you dine at Carl's Jr.? Uh, I mean... With your wife! I don't, like,
2: I don't take, I don't go to Carl's Jr. myself. Even homeless guys, you don't
1: bring down Carl's Jr. Right, and
2: Carl's Jr. is from where I'm from. Like, they got – they are started in Anaheim, Carl Karcher. On the East Coast, they have Hardee's. Do we we need two different – is it like they're trying to hide the evidence or something that they got to be called Hardee's on one coast and Carl's Jr. on the other coast? Yeah, right.
1: Uh, Hardee's is an undesirable place on the East Coast, so they might as well go Carl's Jr. and, like, maybe build some intrigue.
2: Yes, yeah, throughout maybe switch the names. Like do Hardy's on right. the West Coast, Carl's Jr. on the East Coast to switch people up. Cuz it's not working
1: on this coast.
2: Yeah, Carl's Jr. is terrible food. They uh they they their whole marketing campaign is that their food's disgusting and they're like, "Oh, look at him eat this food. It's real disgusting and it's like all over him." Um so yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Also, this guy is a drug cartel leader. I thought they were like like hanging out with like tigers in their living room, and like every right. like the, hey gold guns, and like their whole house is made out of gold. They're so rich. Like, do, doesn't he have things brought to him? Like, you're on the run, guy. You're hiding from the the government. You, right? Got this Carl's this, Jr.? Makes,
1: this makes like the last scene or the last act of Goodfellas. Look, look like uh, you know paradise. Yeah, <laughs> to, to to be the final act of your life, and you're hanging out at Carl's Junior with your wife, face painting. Yeah, yeah. I I would be begging for the SWAT team to take me away at that. That's moment.
2: probably what somebody's like. Hey, there's a face painter in here. One <laughs> yeah. word at a Carl's Junior. Also, like, is there? I feel like every Carl's Junior has a SWAT team there already, just in case.
1: <laughs> right. Chances are there's someone undesirable just lurking.
2: Yeah. Well, good luck. I mean, at least he's probably stoked that he's like one of the last guys in Mexico with his head. <laughs> yeah,
1: good. Good for good for you. Keeping your head. Yeah. I've got I've got one bonus sports story. Tell me that is worth worth it. It's probably a 40 second story. Kansas City Royals pitchers Bruce Chen and Jordano Ventura yes. spent la- last night in a Minneapolis strip club, but didn't endear themselves to the talent. Stripper, Isabel Kennedy, who goes by the Twitter handle, Feminist Stripper, oh called them out for being cheap. Oh. And I'm just going to read you four for tweets. LOL, LOL, I didn't believe this dude was a pro MLB player because he was so cheap. Just Googled the KC roster. Oh, hi, Bruce Chan. Dude is whack. Wow. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, silly me. I seem to have forgotten that all pro athletes are cheap dickbags. Whoa. Tweet number three, I'm about shaming trash dick pro athletes at work. Trash case, dick? The Casey Royals players that came in last night spent $20 were Bruce Chen and Yordano Ventura. And then the last one sent to Giordano Ventura. He didn't hesitate to pull the ultimate classic stripper, hashtag stripper problems. No, I don't want dances, but come back to my hotel room. Shaking my damn head is the code so just just wanted to uh, point out to the world that the Kansas City Royals are considered trash dicks by Minneapolis strippers. I,
2: I, I would like to point out to the world that Bruce Chen, former Montreal Expo, still a player. Former everything. I, yeah, that guy's still around? You know why?
1: Anytime you see a southpaw pitcher, <laughs> they tender. last like nine years yes. too long. Yes. Uh,
2: yeah. Not surprised that those guys go. Well, I mean, they're used to getting, you know, things for free. Including sex, they probably were at the hotel bar. All the right. other dudes on the team paired off with
1: the the right. the,
2: the annies that hang around the squad, and they were like, "Dude, Bruce Chen,
1: first Chen wasn't getting too many takers. No. Hey, <laughs> hey, so, who wants to fuck this six point four ERA? Still <laughs>
2: pitching? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was. A, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up because I saw that this story this morning. Great yeah. story." A little bumps. Couple things not happening in sports. Okay. There's a guy. Are you familiar with Braco?
1: Braco. <laughs> no. Well, only from the story you sent me, but no, previously, no, I, I had no idea. Who He's it was. a beautiful man. He's Croatian.
2: He's got long hair, and I'll just I'll just read you a little bit from the story. Braco is a 46 year old man from Zagreb, Croatia. Which is just a, this is from Gawker. Which is just about the last thing that can be said about him with any certainty. Members of the inner circle that constitutes his publicity team, uh-oh, claim he has not spoken publicly in over nine years, more than nine years. He has a wife and a teenage son. His third consonant is pronounced with a T-S sound. Oh, Bratzo. He's called Bratzo. Braco. Joseph, yeah, I don't know. It's all so confused. The point is, this guy Braco, he makes his living. He just looks at you. That's what he does. <laughs> his gaze <laughs> has been said to cure many things. He, among the miracles I hear attributed to Braco. Braco? Braco? Let's call not, him Braco. Braco. Uh, Either in his videos or on hand, uh, here's what he's done. A woman's – after being looked at by Braco, a woman's adopted daughter reached out to her birth mother, and it went beautifully. (laughs) A woman's brother recovered from a bone marrow transplant, also beautifully. A woman's friend's father's subdural, subdural hematoma disappeared. A Pretty impressive. A woman's granddaughter found her way home after becoming lost.
1: I mean, this breaker guy's. I got. I, I got to go bullshit on that because I still have a living grandmother. Yes. So I'm 38. If I found my way home, yes. nobody would be impressed. Not one person on the planet would be impressed.
2: He's also <laughs> cured Lyme disease, and the best one. He exploded a woman's ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not saying I haven't I haven't done that with my gaze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was necessary for them to heal. Ed, how do you feel about Braco? Are you a believer in his the healing properties of his
1: gaze? Well, I'll say this. Tell me. If 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 he has the ability to explode ovaries, and if you looked at this guy we, we both, we both had two kids Yes. Our, 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 our wives at the time had two kids. Yes. And, uh, if somebody were to tell you, I'm going to put a man in front of your, your pregnant wife who looks like David Duchovny, who's wearing a Martina Navratilova, Navratilova 1987 Wimbledon wig. Would you <laughs> let her? No, like you don't want to upset a pregnancy. So yes. absolutely not. Yeah. You don't put this guy. I mean, everyone needs to Google this guy, and I think we'll put a link to this story. We'll put it on the web just website. so everyone can look. Everyone can look at him. Like he, there's no way you would want a pregnant woman around him. He's so creepy. <laughs> it's D- D- Duchovny wearing Martinez 1987 Wimbledon wig.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's super creepy. <laughs> I, I love the idea that people of people being healed. like he gets money from people
1: one of like, one of the things i'm just looking at the link now one of the things was he convinced a woman that oh, hawaii was a wonderful place to go <laughs> like unless unless you're forced to eat poi nonstop, like hawaii is of course it's a wonderful place to go that's the point of hawaii
2: uh, I lo- uh, a disclaimer warns that women more than three months pregnant are for- forbidden from attending all
1: gazing events. <laughs> this and guy she- is amazing looking, and, and there's <laughs> the intensity there's, of the experience. There's just a video rolling of this guy, and it's so creepy. He's just looking at me. It it seriously is Duchovny in a Navratilova wig. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> He's a gazer. I- Gaze at Graco, or let let him gaze at you at your at your own risk. Uh, okay, and this is what everybody's been waiting for us to get to. We've talked about this before on the show. Like right, masturbation. It's a personal thing. It's a thing that you do alone. It's a thing that you do by yourself, and it's a thing that by a certain. Very young age, you should be very good at doing. it. Right, events. you just
1: figure it out. You figure it out. Even, we even got we got even got Ted Alexandra's take on it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Every, he, everyone gets a, gives I, a take on it.
2: Everyone this. knows how to do it, and apparently there this thing called the fleshlight, and you see it in. I used to see it in banner ads a lot. I thought it was a joke. I didn't think it was a real thing, but it's like a, a right. It's like a thing used to have sex with of your hand. Right. And now they've come up with an attachment to your iPad so you can fuck your iPad. Oh no. Yeah. There's a new sex toy for your iPad. Google it. It's like a it's like an iPad case with a big sort of butthole looking donut on it that you can so you can actually like pump your iPad while you're watching porn. And <laughs> have we gone off the cliff is our society beyond redemption we now are able to fuck our devices
1: here here's the thing we we need to stop yes. we need to stop like reinventing the wheel because yes. i'm not a, i'm not a god guy but i would just say science has given us all we need as men we have our brains yes. and we have we have our hands and me watching porn has ruined my imagination. When i was a kid, i could brush elbows with my hot spanish teacher and beat my dick like it owed me money. Oh, and about her a lot. now now i can't now i can't do that anymore cuz i need to watch porn. And you know, guys use lotion and once they go lotion they can't go back. But like my god, once we start fucking iPads this is the episode. hand, the hand is no good. This is an epidemic.
2: This is absolutely true. We like. I'm a guy. I don't. I need porn to masturbate. I'm, I used to be as a younger man. My imagination just, is shot. Yeah, I could use my. I could scroll through my mental Rolodex and get an idea and zoom in on something that had happened to me in the past or something I saw. Sweet ass and some yoga pants or something. Some tits. And now I need to see. I need very specific types of pornography, sensual pornography to masturbate. I need lotion. I need oil. I need some sort of lubrication to get it going. And I need my hand to do it. I don't. We don't need any more devices. Also, like if you're having sex with your iPad, isn't it like kind of hard to concentrate on what you're watching on the screen? Because I feel like you would be Brian. moving. Like, that's don't, right. Don't you want that part of it stationary? That's
1: that's all you have at that point.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we need to slow down as a society. Just calm down. Get back to basics. Get back to shower jerking. Get back to the mental Rolodex. Like, come, just take a week. Like, turn off and, the porn and go. I'm going to masturbate this week without pornography and
1: just see how it goes. And if you're caught fucking that thing. If you, like, somebody walks in on you fucking an iPad, wow, you're yes. instantly a murderer. Yeah, you're the worst. Like, you have to kill everyone, whether it's your yes. mom yes. or your spouse or a fucking chambermaid. Yes. Like, yes. no one can Chamber. enter the world knowing that you've been fucking an iPad. No,
2: that's absolutely true. What if somebody found out that is the worst possible thing you can be seen doing? Like, I'd rather be caught actually murdering somebody. exactly and how about
1: the how about the cleanup job uh i don't even want to think about that part i i have a feeling somebody who's fucking their ipad case is somebody who doesn't own their own washer or dryer so they got to bring that to the laundromat
2: well i would imagine that there's some kind of it's dishwasher safe
1: but you're putting that in I mean, you would have to have no dishes in there. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Of course not. Of course not. You, you don't want you don't want your cereal spoon in the same the same thing as your fucking iPad. Put it in there with the baby bottles? I don't think so. Uh, Absolutely terrible. disgusting.
2: Yeah, we we as a society have gone off the deep end. We're disgusting right. people. If you buy this device, I need you to stop listening to the show immediately after telling ten thousand of your closest friends about it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Okay, Ed. A great job by us. Great job for first getting Ted Alexander the money he needed to make a great right. web series.
1: Dream Makers.
2: Teacher's Lounge. Where, yeah. The Baller Lifestyle. We might need to change the show to the Dream Makers. Great, dis- great discussion by us. Great of us to lead the charge against the scourges of society. Of course, I'm talking about Banana Strings. And I'm also talking about cool (laughs) chair etiquette, the the number one and two biggest problems with this nation. Ed, we need to get to our pop culture segment. But before that, we need to get to the number one most popular segment in the podcast world right now. Of course I'm talking about how fucking old is this guy? It's a new segment we've been doing. It's Sweep of the Nation. It's a drinking game. Or it's part of a drink, or it could be a drinking game. Right, it should be, should should be be a drinking game. This is, of course, the segment where we each of us brings to the show a figure, a celebrity that we're not quite sure of the age of. We thought we might have thought they were much older than they are. We might have thought they were much younger last week. I had Danny DeVito. You had who was your guy last week?
1: Uh, It was Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry.
2: (laughs) Perry, you dealt from the bottom. Tyler Perry's only 44. I thought he was
1: 64. He's been 44 for 20 years. Black
2: don't crack, Ed. Okay, let's get to it this week. I have one myself. If you have one, I'm happy to let you go first. Ed, up to you.
1: I'm going first.
2: Okay, tell me. Who is your guy? Or girl?
1: Guy who's guy has been in his late 70s all his life Morgan Freeman
2: Okay, you're again you're dealing from the bottom of the deck. You're dealing from the black don't crack part of the deck. I Morgan Freeman. Let me think about the first time I saw Well, I remember Mississippi Burning. Was Morgan Freeman in that with Willem Dafoe? <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure that was another ath- uh, actor. How oh, was... about Glory? Go go with go Glory. Glory. So.
2: That was in the 80s. <laughs> I recall seeing <laughs> Morgan Freeman and glory in Glory. I, the- I
1: could say easy reader on The Electric Company, but let's go to Glory.
2: Yes, I remember him from that too. He, I assumed he was in his 60s at that point. Yet, still that was in the 80s. He still hangs around today.
1: Sure. By the way, Shawshank was 20 years ago.
2: 20 years ago, he was in Shawshank Redemption. I thought he was 70 years old when he made that movie. He's a great actor. Million dollar baby. He dies. You're not surprised because he's so old. Amazing actor. Great voice. Super talent. I'm going to guess Morgan Freeman is 87 years old today. Ed, is Morgan Freeman 87?
1: 77. So that means he was 57 years old in Shawshank.
2: Yes, yes. When he looks 70.
1: Oh, actually, he's 78 tomorrow.
2: So, oh, happy so, birthday, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, superstar, somebody who's impossible to get guess the age of. I'm surprised I got within a decade.
1: Yeah, that was pretty impressive.
2: Props to him. Okay, I have one for you. Ed.
1: This okay. This is a guy
2: close to you. Near and dear to your heart.
1: Uh, I think I know.
2: He's might be the most influential. Surprised he didn't get drafted in our great draft extravaganza game show host segment category. He's actually hosted a whole bunch of shows. But we're really only concentrating on one, which he's been hosting for quite a long time. Of course I'm talking about Jeopardy. He's from Canada. He acts like he knows everything. He his his French accent is way over the top. He's an overpronouncer.
1: Loves correcting people on the slightest of pronunciations. He
2: he had a mustache for a long time. Now he doesn't, which actually made him get younger. He's been hosting Jeopardy! since 1984. Of course I'm talking about George Alexander, a.k.a. Alex Trebek, the Canadian-American television personality. He's got all the money, Ed. How many years does he have under his belt? How old is Alex Trebek?
1: Well, let's see. 30 years ago, he had, I think he had the old gray mare thing going. And he was distinguished when the show started. Yes, he was. So I'm going to say he was, he maybe went a little early on the distinguished thing. I'm going to say he was in his early 50s in 1984. So, I am thinking Alex Turek, and he's just retiring, and he's aging pretty well, but he's aging. So, I'm going to say he, if he was 51, I'm going to say he's 81 years old.
2: Ed, Ed, Alex Trebek, born July 22nd, 1940, is 73, nearly 74 years old. Pretty close. Wow. And he's one of those guys, he, we're talking about black don't crack, or Canadian doesn't crack, because he yeah.
1: has seemed the he same age for
2: 40 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. he he looked, he looked aged 30, 30 years ago. ago. Yes. I'll take that aging process. He,
2: but the thing is, you thought he was like 61, 30 years ago? Right. When he right. was like in his early 40s. He was like right. our age. He didn't, get, he
1: didn't get much sleep in his youth.
2: Yes, 30 years ago. He was basically just a little bit older than we are now, and he looked like a 65-year-old man at the time.
1: Exactly. It's
2: crazy. Uh, okay, another great segment. How fucking old is this guy? It, it was a big topic on the mailbag, and we'll take your submission. in the nation. That's Sleep right. In nation. Mailbag at the Mailbag at Give us your, your recommendations, your questions. Tell us how fucking old is this guy. Okay, Ed, it's time it's been too long we've waited what... we've waited too long i waited a long time for certain things from this person <laughs> too long it's been too long now she's here she's part of the show she's everybody's favorite lots and lots of people make very uncomfortable comments on my instagram pictures of her Yes, Lots of people. We're on Facebook. People make comments there. They try to friend her. They want to get to know her better. I know her very well. I'm very close to her, and I'm very stoked that she's chosen to be a part of the show. Of course, she comes on every week. She talks bachelor, bachelorette. She talks all those things. She talks everything that's going on in pop culture in our favorite segment, Fancy Pop. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
3: I'm good.
2: Hey
1: Fancy. Hey. I, Ed. Need, I need a break. I need a break for a second.
3: Yeah, oh. take a break. What do you, mean? Be you guys have been talking forever. What do, you, what
1: do you gotta do? Bathroom break.
2: Okay.
3: He needs to go pee in his mouth, babe.
2: <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, go do it. Joining us now. Oh, I already did that. Okay. How you doing, Fancy Sauce? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Hi. Hi. Hey Kate. So tell us, Kate. Here we've been, we've been Ed and I not really aware of what's happening in the world of pop culture. We are not clued in, we're not keyed in, we're not in the know. Can you tell us what's happening? What do we need to know that's going on in the world of fancy pop?
3: Okay, you guys I'm worried. Yep. I'm worried about Rob Kardashian. Oh.
2: Well, Ed doesn't know who he is, so he's not worried about him.
3: Um, Ed, yeah. you know I, who I Robbie, Robbie, know. Rob Rob Kardashian, the, the youngest of the Kardashian siblings. Uh, uh, Chris have, and – Does
1: young, he have a career? I, I, I uh, understand they're Ed, all in the reality Ed, career, but does he have a real
2: career? Yeah, hey, he has he's, a, he has a sock a, company, He's got, got a sock line. No, he doesn't own they're Happy not Socks. Happy Socks. What's it called? Happy Socks is the sock I wear.
3: Not happy socks. I'm not wearing raw Kardashian
2: drunk. socks.
3: Yeah. He has a sock company. It, the name escapes me.
2: Kate had three sips of IPA and she's wasted. I had
1: like.
3: Five. But
2: I'm
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying I I get. It. I'm not gonna know if there's a, a legit sock person or not. But does he have like a reality show? Is there something about this guy that's compelling, or he's just related to compelling people?
3: He's on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He's one oh, of the. Oh, he, he
1: He's part of it. Yeah, he's part he's, of it.
3: I'm worried about oh. him. As we know, like, he's been battling, like, um, his weight problem. He's fat. He's overweight. He gets bullied yeah, a lot about super it. super fat. Um, he's depressed. And now it looks like he is on the Sizzurp. Right. Drinking Sizzurp. And he's, and drink, he's drinking
2: codeine-laced cough syrup, in case you right. don't speak street.
3: And smoking so, weed.
1: So he's hanging out with Jamarcus Russell?
2: Right. Right, right exactly. And Lil
3: Wayne. He's yeah. got a drug problem, apparently. Um... And his family um, want to get him into rehab, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Can they not
2: afford it? Are they having a hard time making ends meet?
3: Um, I, Maybe, think th- I think
2: there's government programs. I think
3: it's hard to force an adult to go to rehab. That's
2: right. It is.
3: Is the problem. Um, and there's some pictures um, on the internet of Rob drinking some scissor up and puffing some weed he with has, his buddies. He has
2: a, he has a branded like, scissor up. Cup. Yeah, it's like, called Codeine. It's
3: got Codeine Boys written on it.
2: Codeine Boys. Is it the boys of the Z? No. Ah, uh, major <laughs> fail. They were too high on syrup to do it right.
3: Anyway, I'm just a little worried about him, so we'll follow Rob. You know, I've been giving you updates. He left Kim's wedding before she got married. He left Europe in tears at the airport, so... That might have I'm, something. I'm, Maybe, I just
1: Googled him. He looks like a big Ed Hardy t-shirt
2: guy.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. He's like a big, big time. panda bear. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, so it seems like he's really cool. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, let's hope for the best for old Rob Kardashian, whoever he is. Kate, what else is going on in the world of Fancy Pop?
3: Um, okay, so Shia LaBeouf was arrested.
2: Oh, Ed goes and sees his movies. Was he arrested for Ed buying too many tickets to his movies? That's why He was arrested. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Um, he's been acting crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I really love it when people, um, celebrities, particularly actors, start acting crazy. It's one of my favorite things. I sort of live for it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it is sad what's going on. Apparently he's an alcoholic and he's not, he's back on the sauce big time. So, um, over the uh, A few days ago, he was arrested um, after acting crazy in a New York City nightclub, threatening cops and club security. He was at a showing of cabaret at the legendary Studio 54 Whoa. on Thursday night.
2: Wow. Um, I think was, that speaks volumes right there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. he
3: was, he was, it's, it's not made clear wh- if he was with anyone. The story kind of paints it as uh-huh. if he was by himself. Yeah. He was smoking well, inside. That's reasonable. Smoking inside, which is against the law and alarming people, quote-unquote, by his conduct by, by being extremely loud and obscene. Witnesses say Shia appeared extremely drunk, reportedly played grab-ass with some of the actors on stage. I don't know what the problem is with that. And then flew into a rage, spitting on people. Um, and then he made some threats to law enforcement. He reportedly told police, I'll fuck you up. Um, so he's doing well.
2: I love it when... He- He's he's like the the biggest pussy in the world, and he wants to fight everybody. Like who couldn't kick this guy's ass? And meanwhile, he's trying to fight everybody, including cops.
3: Right, but that's what you know. Drunk people do. Ed, yeah. If I if I were at
1: at cabaret, I'd
2: which tell, you were be last begging, night. I'm sure.
3: Any,
1: I would be begging anyone around me, be like, Shh, just I'll I'll give you a hundred bucks. Please don't tell anyone I'm here. <laughs>
3: Or, he's, or he's so you would awesome. get really wasted drunk, like, hey, like he did. Yeah, I know, but I'd be like, shh, shh, shh,
1: shh, please, 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 please. I was you wouldn't be making a scene. Here. I was never here.
3: You, yeah. would be, you would be drawing attention to yourself.
1: Can you imagine, like, causing a scene at Cabaret? I'd be like, um, yeah, I, 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 know, I know I'm here, but please, please, just whatever you do, just please don't notice me.
3: He's reportedly checked into rehab. Um, he's been seen around town toting that big blue book from AA. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, in 2011, um, he told Parade magazine that he was an alcoholic after a messy bar brawl. So, looks like he's back back to his his old tricks.
2: Back on the booze, and let's let's hope the best for him. And one thing we know for sure is that. Ed will keep buying <laughs> tickets to go see his movies, as he's admitted to <laughs> on the show before. So no worries. His career will be kept afloat by one Ed Daly, who loves Shia LaBeouf movies. <laughs> Kate, next story?
3: Um, Next story. Candy Spelling, Mother of Tory Spelling, um, one of my favorite C-listers. Yeah. yeah. Um, has has gone on the record talking about Tory's um, spending habits. So, Tori Spelling once complained she was so broke her family couldn't afford a vasectomy for husband Dean McDermott. Um, so instead, they have four children. And now Mother Candy's revealing why um, the actress can't hang on to money. "Quote: She would close a store and drop fifty to sixty grand," Candy told the New York Times in a new interview. Um, and she said, I never did anything like that. She just went crazy. I mean, this is your mom. Did your mom yeah. need to go and like say stuff like this about you in public? Right. Not cool, Candy. So weird.
2: Yeah. Also, her, also her mom's right? name is Candy.
3: Um, she says that the only reason that Tori only inherited 800000 from her late TV producer father Aaron's multi-million dollar estate after he passed away is because of her spending habits. Um anyway, despite money was Tori recently threw a $6, $6,000 6th birthday party for her oldest daughter Stella. Oh, uh, that's, that's ridiculous. Ed. That's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. It's stupid, Ed. you know? Thoughts? My
1: thoughts are First of all, the the number one soundbite from that was about not paying for a vasectomy. Yes. Any any insurance company in the world will hmm. pay for a vasectomy because they don't actually want you to have kids to drain on the the insurance costs. Is this true, Brian? I've, yes, I, I've, yes, I've I've, I've had I've had a vasectomy. Oh, Ed. Yes, uh-huh. snipped. My my wife was probably ten seconds after her, her her second delivery, and I was making appointments. Yeah, I I knew I wanted no part of another yeah. kid. Right, that's right.
2: understandable.
3: And, and, nothing wrong with that. It, nope.
1: Insurance, insurance will absolutely say, all right, whatever we need to do to make you sterile, let's do it. Right. You don't have to pay for it. No. That's right. a nonsense statement.
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course not.
1: On not top bad. of that, somebody named Candy telling you how to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Problematic.
3: Who, problem. Candy, who lives in a condo in L.A. that costs 20 plus million dollars for a condo. She's, In L.A. She's, she's got, got all, New York, she's L.A. Got, she's got all that love boat
1: money. All that love boat money. All yeah. oh, that, money. Yeah. So oh, that stooping money.
2: Yeah. yeah. Captain stooping money. Uh, okay. Well, we'll watch out for Tori. We're we're worried about Tori. She's got a new show kicking off with Jenny Garth, Mystery Girls.
3: Yeah. It looks real good.
2: She might be getting a divorce. I saw Chopped Canada on TV the other night. Her husband was looking all bloated. I can't wait to see what happens next for Tori Spelling. Kate... What else is going on in the world of fancy pop?
3: Um, The View has been cleaning house, and Uh, love this. Jenny McCarthy and Sherry Shepherd got the got the cut. They got axed. Um, Wow! Yeah. Yes. There's 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 talks at Rosie O'Donnell who we will come back. Well, might return. Yeah.
2: Um. First of all. Yeah. Easiest job in the world that pays like. Big, big, yeah. big bucks. Easy, job. and and exclusively hires stupid people to do the job.
3: True. Apparently, the view has been in turmoil, in turmoil since Jenny was hired. Um, apparently, it messed up the chemistry on the show.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm surprised she didn't improve things. She seems. She seems delightful.
2: She does seem delightful. She really, really likes to get all the facts on stuff before forming opinions. Right. But really, the real shocker was that that Sherry Shepard hung out there for a long time, despite being one of the biggest fucking idiots that has ever existed I on this planet. I concur. Maybe,
1: maybe the dumbest person on earth. Super stupid Possibly. and
2: really indignant about her own stupidity. Like, yes. I'm really stupid, and you can't tell me I'm not stupid because it's up to me to be stupid. I'm going to be stupid.
1: She, she once <laughs> told Barbara Walters that she was busy taking care of her kids, and yes. she didn't have time to figure out whether or not the earth was around her.
3: Right. No, she didn't. Yes. No, she yes. didn't.
1: And Barbara goes, You know, you right. have time to do both. And she goes, I haven't decided yet.
3: I haven't <laughs> yeah. Decided. Yeah. Oh my god. Howard
1: Stern has played that that <laughs> clip a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know if the earth is around. Sherry so,
2: Shepherd is a fucking moron.
1: So when you say like somebody's got shit for brains, like she might actually have shit for brains. There might actually yeah, be she's. feces <laughs> in yeah. her cranium.
3: I haven't watched The View. Of course not. No one has. I mean, I've, I think I, I mean, I know I've watched it at some point, but it was a, maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. i watched, I caught a few episodes. I haven't watched it obviously lately, but I'm sure there's some, a lot of really good sound bites from Jenny McCarthy as well. She's I'm a,
1: sure she's very
2: knowledgeable
3: on lots of yeah, stuff. Yeah. She, she seems like she has a high IQ.
2: She's also a fucking idiot. Um, I don't – of course, it's a stupid show. The fact that it's even a thing anymore is crazy That it ever was. And I feel like
3: Whoopi just yells all the time.
2: No, Whoopi's real stoned. Right. So she's like super high and she's like, what? I
3: don't don't know about
2: that. Like shit like that.
1: I I couldn't care less about Whoopi Goldberg. I I, got to think she's probably the best person on the show right now.
3: Um,
2: She's the only person on the
3: show. Whoopi Goldberg has also looked exactly the same age for the last 20 years. Oh, how fucking old is this
2: guy, Whoopi Goldberg? Put that one in your pocket, Ed. Yeah. Gates just brought one. Next week. How fucking. How about when Ted Danson was having sex with
1: her? Right. When in blackface. Right. In the uh, gross. Yeah. A little weird.
2: Okay. (laughs) We'll keep an eye on what's happening in the view. Of course, now it's time to get to the portion of the program that we always need to discuss. Unfortunately, as of this taping, The Bachelorette has not aired, and I know that's why people come to the show, they want to hear what's happening with The Bachelorette, so uh, what we'll do is we'll come back and record, Kate and I will sit down and discuss The Bachelorette once it's recorded, and we'll Stitch it on to the end of the show. Um, we'll do a little bonus bachelorette segment, so stay tuned for that.
3: I think I also want to add on um, a short segment, um, dumb celebrity tattoos. Kelly Osborne just got one on the side of her head. Oh,
1: yeah? What's it say? Whoa. What is it? On, it? Like, um, on like a temple? Kind no, of like
3: she shaved the side of her head. She gave herself a kind of like wannabe punk rock hairdo. And then she had um, the word stories dot, dot, dot tattooed stories? on her head in purple. Yeah. S- stories.
2: S- stories <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Like there's stories inside Sorry? that empty head of hers?
1: It's hard to believe Sharon, Osbourne, Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne uh, <laughs> parented a kid who would do that.
2: Right. Uh, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into any kind of dumb celebrity tattoos. All right. We'll, we'll come back. Um, shortly with the Bachelorette segment. But until then, or until next time, Ed, you fired up to do this again next week? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. we are. Okay, for Ed Daily for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from the theballerlifestyle.com. Stay tuned for the Bachelorette Report. Until next week... We'll see you later.
3: Goodbye. Stay feral.
2: And we're back. We recorded a little – this is bonus for you guys. This is just a little extra because this is how much we love you guys and how much we know the people that listen to this show – Love The Bachelorette. Uh, We recorded this week prior to the airing of The Bachelorette, which is out of our normal course of action, but we had to do that. Fancy Sauce is here joining me. How are you, Fancy Sauce?
3: Hey, I'm good.
2: Hey, Fancy, tell us. Big week on The Bachelorette. She cut it down to four remaining Bachelor contestants, four hometown dates. Tell us, what happened this week on The Bachelorette?
3: So this week they're in the city of Brussels, which Andy describes as hustle bustle city for some reason.
2: I feel like a producer might have fed her that line.
3: Um, So yeah, this is the week before hometowns. So there's a lot of pressure on the guys this week to make that final good impression and seal those hometown dates. And just quickly, I really cringe when the guys say hometowns. I'm
2: glad you made that point because I was about to make that point. I feel like if I were Andy Dorfman, I would immediately cut anyone that was so familiar with the show The Bachelor the the format of the show the phraseology. That, they, that they use the the cute little uh, shortened terms and they said instead of saying hey we have our hometown I hope I make it to hometown dates I understand there's hometown dates next week they're calling it hometowns and that dude Nick who is the worst he really is, is, is worst. a big hometowns user
3: yes Chris describes the pressure this week as do or die. Uh, The guys check into their hotel in Brussels. There's a lot of excitement again about the hotel suite, um, which Bachelor Brian describes as the classiest of the classiest.
2: Right. Yeah. That's uh they're always very, very excited to be at hotels. Way,
3: way excited to be in these classy establishments. Uh this week the big spanner thrown in the works was that that
2: that's a that's a wrench for oh, Americans. I'm
3: Australian mm-hmm. because I spanner in the works. Um, that there will be no roses given out on the one oh one dates. There will be one rose given out. On the group date, though.
2: That is that is actually a big thing, I've noticed, because unless you're Cody, you're guaranteed to get a rose on a one-on-one date.
3: Or Macklemore. Yeah. Um, yes, and the rose that's handed out on the group date ensures that lucky guy of a hometown date. Hometowns.
2: I'm getting a hometown.
3: Right. Uh, So the first one-on-one date went to Marcus, that sap with the receding hairline. He's 25. Who claims he's 25. Um, And on the date, Marcus admits he's been journaling. Also huge (laughs) mistake to admit something like that. To use the verb journaling. Guys out there, never ever use that term.
2: Right. I've been journaling... Equals getting a woman to lose the ability to self lubricate.
3: Ew. Um, today, uh, sorry, on the date, Marcus admits that this is the first day he feels like Andy is his girlfriend. Except for the fact that she's also dating five other guys at yeah, the moment.
2: I love that when they all oh, I feel like so close to you. I feel like um, Today I, I love I this feel relationship. Like
3: she's my girlfriend.
2: Yeah, she she was just tongue some she's just tongue Chris from Iowa behind the barn five minutes ago.
3: During the dinner portion of their one on one date, Marcus talks about his childhood. Wah, wah. And basically admits that his mom beat him when he was a kid, and his dad walked out on them. So I think he's got mommy and daddy issues.
2: Super ox, Yeah, he was de- really like... De- it
3: was depressing. Yeah, to it, w- it
2: was Dylan-level sad. Right.
3: Um, however, Andy is really into Marcus. She thinks he's everything she's looking for in a man, so we know he's definitely getting a hometown date. She um, And he thinks she's um, his soulmate.
2: Yeah, they all they're they're basically all chicks, and that's what they're good at on the show is turning. They, they've really reversed the roles, and I don't think they get enough credit for for that because all four of these guys are very much the female in the conventional gender roles relationship. That's
3: true. Uh, after Marcus gets back from his one-on-one dates, um, all the guys are you know waiting up and chatting, he comes into the living room area of the suite and starts telling the guys what a good time he has. And that tool, Nick, is not into listening to Marcus talk about his date. Nick, so instead, Nick's a huge douche. Yes, huge douche. I'm embarrassed that I ever thought he was okay. Yeah. I'm more embarrassed for Andy that she's so into him. Yeah. Because what she must be cringing watching, watching this now.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
3: Anyway, so sneaky Nick sneaks off to her hotel room.
2: Right, right.
3: And they go on a, you know, um, a hand-in-hand walk through the streets of Brussels.
2: they so contrived. They bring a camera down to the front desk where he's supposedly in the, in the most, the least believable way possible, weasels a key. He's like, oh, yes, I'm... My, um,
3: my, I'm Andy Dorfman's husband. Yeah,
2: right, right. What's the name on the room? I mean, so obviously... Fake and cooked and everything that sucks about reality yeah, TV that, right that there.
3: that part was bad. Um, anyway, they, um, they walk around and talk. He reveals, um, that he talks to himself about marrying her.
2: Yeah, because he's, is, a, he's a woman.
3: And she, uh, she describes her relationship in one word with Nick as passion. Uh. She thinks it's pretty hot. There's lots of scenes of them making out under a tree with this really cheesy dramatic music playing in the background. Yep. um, Which made me cringe as well. Um, Next one-on-one date went to Josh, and Andy really wants Josh to open up and tell her how he's feeling because she's wondering if he's just not feeling it.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I noticed there's a lot of carbs being consumed on this date. At one point, they're sitting down eating some bread item and drinking beer.
2: Yeah, they're both just pounding the bread. Right? And Josh is an athlete. Carb
3: loading. And Andy Dorfman's
2: date. right fit. I'm Jeez. not thinking either of these people can like consume too many carbs. I feel
3: like they don't feed them very often yes. on the show. Yeah. So when they do they get scheduled food, like yeah. dates, they just stuff their faces. I,
2: I've noticed that as well.
3: Um, anyway, so Josh finally does tell her he's falling in love with her, um, which seems to be the move this week because a couple of other guys do it. Farmer Chris does it at the end, yep. um, right before the rose ceremony and, um, boring Brian, the basketball coach does it as well. They've,
2: and, um, Brian, the coach, as well. they've all, they've all, he's that, was really, that, red was, face that was really sad. Yeah. He's it's, all red was, about the neck and face. a very
3: desperate, um, plea.
2: Totally. There's there's a lot of desperation on this one. A lot of desperate, I love yous.
3: Um, anyway, Josh and Andy's date ends with them slow dancing in the square outside to some really bad band called the Young Americans. No one's ever heard of. Awful. Um,
2: That's and they used to do that once a season. Now it's like two or three times a season. Some no, unknown... it's like
3: almost every one-on-one date. Yeah,
2: yeah. Some bad. Somewhere every
3: every every episode has it. Right. Anyway, the next um, group, the group date is uh, they go to a monastery, and Andy announces there's no kissing allowed within the monastery walls um and then during this group date, she takes little one-on-one time with each guy her her and farmer chris go and do some pottery together and he seems to be good at pottery yeah he he knew what he was doing yeah he was giving her direction
2: i mean he was was he hanging out with me in high school or what because (laughs) i was also very good at pottery
3: (laughs) i bet that's not all you were good at yeah Um, anyway, they, they, he steals a few kisses and she admits there's a spark there and she thinks he looks real good in his denim shirt. Um, but not, not much else happened on the group date. I mean, it was, it was typically boring. Um, except Nick managed to like work his salesman charm on her some more and she gave him the group date rose, um, much to the displeasure of the other guys who all hate
2: him. That's for sure. So they, she gives the rose to Nick and he gets to continue the date as a solo act and all the other five. a mini
3: one-on-one as they're all referring to it, which was making me cringe. Yeah, that was super
2: creepy. So
3: he gets a mini one-on-one now. Mini one-on-one. Stop. Um, the group bullying of Nick continues. All the guys seem really concerned that he's very good at playing the game. Um, because after all, they're on a game show. Right. So I'm not sure why they're so offended that he's playing it well. Yeah. But it's a real thing for them. And Nick is really cocky, and he says things like, I 100% feel like Andy and I will end up together. And the guys don't like this. And it's like, so what? Like, be cocky. Who cares?
2: Yeah, there was a lot it of... You mean
3: you're going to win. There
2: was a lot of right reasons, Right. Talk. You're not
3: here for the right reasons. You're just here to win the game. But honestly, Nick's really the worst. He um, is. But Andy's clearly fallen for his salesman charms, and what is that leather jacket he keeps sporting with that scarf? I'm not feeling his he vibe or his He scarfs up his style. like he
2: has. He does a lot of things that that if I were and it a talks
3: woman, weird too, would
2: be immediate causes for for acute vaginal dryness.
3: Yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, basically all the guys um, accuse him of always thinking about strategy, which apparently means that he's not there for the right reasons. Right reasons. Right. And apparently he's already started talking about who's going to be the next bachelor. Yeah. So a couple of the guys think that maybe he'll get down to the last two and then bounce.
2: Yeah. That's because he
3: doesn't want to be with her. He wants to be on another TV show. I feel
2: like that's an intuitive play because those guys are with him every day. And and the other thing is, is that that's the producers have that in there for a reason. That's going to be a storyline.
3: I think so, too. And also, the most cringeful moment of this whole episode for me was um, Nick and Andy are on the group date alone, and he tells her that he's never felt somebody falling in love with him before.
1: That's
2: right. <laughs> I mean, it was great. He, yeah, he's... Tra- he's he, like, I
3: mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, you know, right? Yeah, like, it's, You know it, you're falling in love it's with It's like me. the
2: Jedi mind trick.
3: Right. And she just sits there... Like grinning, she eats like, it up. eating it up, and yeah. it, I was embarrassed for her. And it is slightly telling that none of the guys think Nick is a good guy. Farmer Chris really doesn't like him. Yeah, and, and, f- and Boring Brian's taken um, exception as well.
2: Farmer Chris is very stoic, too, so it says something that he's finally showing personality in his hatred for Nick.
3: Right, Nick comes back to the hotel after this mini one on one day with Andy, and he walks into the living room, and um, coincidentally, all the guys are sitting around talking shit about him. Weird. And then they give him a quote-unquote tongue lashing, and they all go around the room, and it's kind of led by Farmer Chris. Yes. Um, he's definitely become the ringleader. Yes, Yep. And, you know, basically they're all picking on him and bullying him. And-,
2: and there's a continuity issue there for me because the guys all come back from the group date, and they sit there and start – they all sit down around the table like guys do. Sit down around the coffee table and start bitching about Nick, and then Nick comes in. So, we're, but Nick is on a on a one on one date. So we're supposed to believe they've been sitting
3: there for a couple they've of hours. They've been
2: sitting there for hours, <laughs> and they were still talking about Nick when Nick <laughs> arrived home from the date, and they were still just as fired up. Or they just all—they paused and were like, "Let's all keep the same clothes on and reconvene here right before Nick gets back and start talking about him."
3: Right. Um, I just don't really get why any of them care about him or his fucking stupid deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the,
3: really, it's really lame.
2: Well, they, it's one of those things where it's like that—that teacher's pet in school that was was always game in the system and you were so pissed that the teacher didn't realize what a kiss ass this person was. That's true. It is
3: annoying. Everyone around people notices like is, except the like that person that
2: matters. Yeah.
3: Right. Um Anyway, so this brings us to the rose ceremony, and I think it's pretty obvious that Dylan and Brian are going to be the two guys that are cut this week.
2: I don't I don't think there's any question Dylan and Brian are going home. I, I think they knew that. There was a little bit of question that Chris might be one of them.
3: I didn't think so. Chris takes Andy aside for a kind of desperate last-ditch attempt to stay in the game and make it to hometowns and reveals... That he's falling in love with her. And I really liked him more when he didn't do that. It's so predictable. It's kind of like the play. Like, they're all doing it now. Yeah. They they all feel like they need to tell her that they're falling for her. Because if they don't, she might send them home. I
2: sort of agree. I feel like Chris has the best shot to be the next Bachelor. I don't think, I think so Chris too. has any chance of being picked by Andy. And now he's just he's sort of embarrassing himself by going in for uh-huh. awkward kisses and telling her that he loves her and throwing pots well, on the did, wheel. He
3: did a weird thing where he took her told outside her sat her down and told her, yep. told her about how much the farm means to him and how much he wants to show her, you know. Yep. Show it to her, yeah, and then says that he's falling in love with her, and then later he grabs her again and drags Can her I around the side right of the, the house. Before the rose ceremony, drags her around the side of the house because yeah. he forgot to do something really important and like lays one on her, yeah, um, and that was really awkward. And she too.
2: immediately turns around and walks away.
3: And then um, before the rose ceremony, Nick is talking to camera and he starts crying. Like, tears talking about how excited he is for his friends and family to meet Andy on the hometowns.
2: Alligator tears.
3: Alligator tears, for sure. tears. <laughs> um, anyway, as predicted, Brian and Dylan do not get a rose and are sent home, and both guys cry about it, and so does Andy. Very emotional. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, crying. Yeah. And that's it. That's what happened.
2: So, we're left with Josh.
3: Um, yeah, and athlete Josh is really worried about Nick because he recognizes that Nick is his main competition. And
2: they're, and they're two. And really they're
3: the two, they're the two guys.
2: They're the two. They're they I, does she eliminate two next week or just one after just, hometowns? I think
3: just one. Well, because I, there's one, one goes after hometowns, one goes after fantasy dates. And then there's oh, two. fantasy, there's uh, three fantasy uh, dates.
2: Marcus and Chris, clearly not long. For this game, it's a two-man race, in my opinion. It's Josh, the athlete, and Nick, the sort of sensitive, and these normal are the, guy.
3: Yeah, and these two really have, a, you know, Josh is very, he's an athlete. Yep. He was, like, yep. five years ago. Yep. He's very competitive, and it's going to get to competitive.
2: And he's handsome, and he's all in. Like, he he's also got potential to be the bachelor.
3: He'd but- make a great bachelor, but I think he's going to win this.
2: Yeah, I th- I think so too. I think he's gone. All- he- I think he's weighed those options and he said, you know what? I got a chance to win this. I could be on the cover of People Magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that.
3: At some point, someone is going to slap Andy really hard so that she can see what a douche Nick is. Yeah,
2: Nick is a super super douche, and I th- but it- I definitely think he makes it to the end. I do too. And gets jilted. I do
3: too. And I and hope I, he think gets that I think he's got a few more cards, emotional cards, to play too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely will go the bitch route yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. He'll he might come up with a fake pregnancy.
3: Yes, he, very likely. Um,
2: possible suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, all everything, everything that your last girlfriend in college I've or just high school been
3: diagnosed with cancer. Right
2: every every trick that she pulled to try to keep you from going to frat parties and slaying it is the same type of stuff Nick will do to keep andy interested in nick yes. or feeling sorry for him all right fancy excellent job you we went above and beyond i'm sorry ed wasn't here because ed too. ed is everyone well, he's knows the,
3: he's the biggest bachelor and bachelorette fan that i i know
2: biggest bachelor yeah. and bachelorette fan yeah. had, he had a lot of thoughts and i'm i guess we'll just have to reconvene with him next week after yes. Hashtag hometowns. Oh,
3: hometowns can't wait. They're always my favorite.
2: All right. Until next week. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll check in with you next week for Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daily. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.
3: Bye, guys.